Champions Mojo is part of the CG Sports Network. Social media can be wonderful. A Facebook connection with friends, Instagram, it can be inspirational, it can be wonderful, but it was created to be addictive. Welcome to the award-winning Champions Mojo, hosted by two world record-holding athletes and health, life, and leadership coaches. Be inspired as you listen to Conversations with Champions. And now, your hosts, Kelly Palace and Maria Parker. This episode of Champions Mojo is brought to you by RISE. Maria, did you know that athletes with mentors are more likely to attend college, have increased social and emotional development, and improved self-esteem? That's powerful, Kelly. I do know that teenagers with a mentor see greater long-term success. Exactly. That's why we are excited to partner with RISE. RISE connects teenage athletes with Olympic and elite mentors. And it's simple to get started. When an athlete goes to the easy-to-use RISE website, they can select a mentor and the subscription that works best for their schedule. They even get a free session with an Olympian or a pro athlete mentor to start so they can see if it's the right fit. Athletes can schedule their weekly one-on-one sessions, chat anytime, and get started on one of the most important relationships an athlete can have. RISE is offering a free introductory session for any athlete who signs up. Visit rise-athletes.com and start your mentorship journey today. Hello, friends. Welcome to the Champions Mojo podcast. And as usual, I am co-hosting with Maria Parker. Hey, Maria. Hi, Kelly. It's great to be with you today. Yes, and we are going to talk about a subject that affects all of us almost every minute of our day, if you will allow it, and that is technology and how technology, we're going to call it uh, a digital detox is what we're going to recommend. Some people know this as a media fast. It's kind of a combo of both, but we are so dependent on our cell phones and our computers. And while they can be wonderful, amazing improvements to our quality of life and our productivity, they can also really be a problem. Yeah, that's right. And I think we're just starting to learn about this now. I know in my health coaching practice, the the constant flow of media into our minds from our little cell phones that we carry around with us all the time is it's really causing problems. It's, 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 a, it's a constant barrage of information. And some of that, a lot of it, it's shallow and some of it's just bad. And that connection, which is, again, cell phones are wonderful. They're an incredible tool. But that connection, that constant barrage of information can really make us sick. Yes. So, it's, it's, yeah. So, it's so, not just, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're excited about this. We're just trying to get in there. Please, Maria. So the, the first the first thing we're going to do is talk about kind of the three ways that we sort of see the the problem, the a- aspects of the problem, and then we're going to talk about some solutions. Yeah, we're definitely going to give you some solutions. So let's start with one of my most, I think it's kind of the most surprising and very scientific. The, the, it, it's not even the emotional or the mental, but this is a physical response that our body has to looking at technology. And Dr. Andrew Huberman, who works, uh, does research at Stanford University, you know, he is finding that when that light, the light in our eyes from early morning to evening affects our 
moods. And we have so many people with this pandemic spending so much time on screens, whether that's your phone or your computer, that depression is up. Uh, Obviously, you know, maybe we have things to be depressed about with the pandemic, but the actual uh, physical act of looking at your computer screen anywhere between 11 p.m. and 4 a.m., so messes with our circadian rhythms that it kicks off a pro-depressive circuit in our brains. And if you want to get more research on that, just you can, if you want to dive deeper on this, it's neuroscientist Andrew Huberman, H-U-B-E-R-M-A-N. So it's, he says it's like light from these screens, TV, cell phones, that they are, uh, changing our circadian rhythm so if we want to kind of balance this we so the solution to balancing this is if you can get morning sunlight in your eyes he said even two minutes just open your front door and let the sun you know he said don't look at the sun but uh let the the light in your eyes at the the different colors of yellows and and oranges uh golden hues of the morning sun they wake us up and they make us feel good as opposed to looking at the artificial screen in the morning. And then the same thing in the evening when the sun is setting, that is going to have different hues as well. And that's going to set off our melatonin, which induces sleep. So truly, this is a really important and easy hack. It's put that cell phone in a different location away from your bed. Don't look at it from 11 to 4. And and to tell a personal tale of this, I used to do that. I, I felt like sometimes it would help my insomnia if I would pop open a ASMR video, which is a, a totally different show. I'm going to even not even go into that. But sometimes people will, you know, watch things or listen to things that they think will calm them down. But it's much more healthy to just do some deep breathing and not look at that phone. What are your thoughts on this, Maria? Yeah, I, I first I want to say that what really um, made this click for me with Andrew, Dr. Andrew Huberman was, you know, he said we have we have a couple of holes that go right to our brain <laughs> and they're called eyes. <laughs> and so, I mean, just the thought that your eyes actually connect directly to your brain. So what you look at gets into your brain more directly than anything else. So yeah, I, I completely buy this idea. And since I read or listened to the video, um, which we'll link in the show notes of him talking about this, I have been really intentional about, I've been pretty good about not looking at my phone at night. Um, and like you, I used to think, Oh, it'll be good. I can, you know, I can, I can watch this or look at this and it'll help me relax and unwind. And it really doesn't, it, it didn't. And since, since I've stopped doing that, I will listen to music or, or things, but I won't look at things, but I've also been intentional about, about look, being outside or trying to look at the, at the daylight um, early in the morning and the evening. And it's, it's made a huge difference in my sleep. So, yeah. Yes. Yes. And then th- this is one we've talked about a lot on the show and it's, it's out there as a, a, a a great uh, best practice is just don't, I mean, definitely don't look at your phone or screens between 11 PM and 4 AM. But if you can turn off those screens and get, get that artificial light out of your eyes, 30 to 60 minutes before you're trying to sleep, that's also extremely helpful. So this is just, this is a great one. And if you want to watch the exact video where we have taken an hour long interview with Dr. Huberman and literally clipped it for you, it's on the champions mojo website, championsmojo.com forward slash toolkit. And this is in our toolkit for 
um, helping people with depression and anxiety. So there are a lot of little hacks like this on there, but Dr. Huberman's video, we've clipped it for you perfectly. You could find it on that website. So yeah. Maria, what is the next uh, uh, well, this big third? So th again, this is getting tremendous news. It's not gonna be a surprise to anybody to learn that guess what? Social media can be bad for you. <laughs> and that's, you know, I, I think maybe over the last three years, this is something, a concept that's been really growing. But basically, social media can be wonderful. A Facebook connection with friends, Instagram, it can be inspirational, it can be wonderful, but it was created to be addictive. <laughs> and anybody who's watched the, the movie, The Social Dilemma, understands that. It's, 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 got, it's, it's created to, to reinforce addictive behavior. So when you see likes on, on posts and stuff that makes you feel good, if you don't get it, it makes you want to do more of it. It's just like, it's just like alcohol or sugar or sex, anything, you know, it's, it's, it was designed to be addictive. And so what they're discovering more and more, in fact, it's even been added as a diagnosis in the DSM, uh, which is the diagnosis diagnostic and statistical manual of mental disorders which is what all psychiatrists and counselors use to help diagnose people it's been added cell phone addiction is an actual thing <laughs> that, wow. you, that you can be diagnosed with so wow um and it and and what we've also learned as is that young people are particularly susceptible to this you know more so than other addictive behaviors um you know their their brains are developing as pre-teenagers and teen teenagers um, this is a whole other subject, but it's a huge concern. I have a, um, I, I know lots of my friends who have preteen and teenage children, you know, have to make a, have to be conscious of this. I have a friend who has a, a, a daughter who's extremely, she's, you know, she's extremely depressed. The, the, the pandemic has kept her from her friends. Her only connection to the world is her cell phone, but she has taken her cell phone usage you know, to an extreme and it's causing her all kinds of problems. So I think this is something to be really, really aware of. Um, I have, again, count, uh, coaching clients who are just truly addicted to Instagram and social media and, and they get miserable <laughs> watching right. it. And I personally, I shouldn't talk about other people. I, I have had to really limit my social media and we'll talk about that more later, but I, I, for a while, I use social media for a lot of good things. I do fundraising on it, and I, you know, I keep up with family and friends. And but I also have found that it it, it made me feel bad. You know, if I would spend too much time on it, uh, I would I would find myself with anxiety and depression. So social media is, you know, it 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 can be wonderful, but it has to be handled very carefully, like alcohol or or other things that we know to be addictive. Kelly, do you have anything on social media? Well, I absolutely, I, I did watch that movie as well. And it is, it's powerful how those uh, algorithms are set up to bring us in, to rope us in, to keep us coming back. And certainly, like you said, the younger you are, the more susceptible you're going to be because right. we can say, so how do we break that? Let, so we're, we're throwing up these, these things that are potential uh, speed bumps in our life and how do we combat these? So this is a great part of what we want to do, and we'll, we'll we'll see if you want to make a commitment contract with us at the end of this, but Maria and I are going to agree to go on uh, a media fast for the next 30 days, and we'd love for you to join us. So this would be not going on social media for 30 days and see how that, how that feels, uh, because 
I, I think people understand that. And I've never been huge on social media. You know, we do it for a little bit of business. We do it for a little bit of, um, you know, champions mojo, but one thing you can actually do to, if you are, um, trying to do a media fast, you could hire someone if it's a big part of your business to do your social media, because then those people aren't addicted. They're not invested. They're not worried if they're getting liked. That's their that's job. A great, that's a great idea, Kelly. Yeah, you pay point. them. And then yeah. and then you don't matter. Oh my gosh, they don't like my podcast or they right. don't like my bike or, right, you know, right. so, you know, it's, it's um, and we're talking from a business perspective because the real value, I think of social media is the business side of it. And then if you're doing it with family, family is certainly going to un- understand if you're taking a break from social media. And and I think it's, it's role modeling a good thing, but the, the actual emotional and uh, mental benefits to not having to check in on social media are, are really, uh, really high and, and valuable. Yeah. And you know, the, the problem is that we get, they call it FOMO, fear of missing out, but that, that's actually a thing, you know the yeah. anxiety. The anxiety that's caused by by worrying that other people are doing things without you, that you're missing out on something wonderful. Um, I think that's probably less of an issue for you and I, Kelly, than it is for younger people. I mean, we're married and we are very close to our families. We pick up the phone and call them. We don't need to check in on them on social media. But but this it's a real thing, and especially you know college age and you know that it, that's that's a real thing. You you know taking a social media from uh, a young person is is or making that decision to not do social media you know is a big deal there are other ways too to limit social media you can you know hide posts that are that are problem problematic for you I, you know when i was doing the research for this um one of the things they said is like be and this is so true with almost anything be aware of the feelings you're feeling so if you're what if you're if you're scrolling and you're seeing a post you know, and you find yourself going down the rabbit hole and you find yourself anxious or sad or depressed or mad, then, you know, you got to stop doing that. You got to block that person, not follow that or take a break. So just being aware of the feelings that you're feeling. So, um, yes, but then, yes. And, and, and on, on the same subject, well, well, we're talking about social media, but we're also talking about digitally detoxing. Right. And I think while young kids may be social media, I, 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 wrote about this in my upcoming book. And I don't know if this podcast is going to come out before my book does, but I feel like I have a little bit of an addiction to email. So as you know, email is still a digital, a digital addiction. And so what I do is I limit the, the time that I can check my email. So, you know, it's, it's a two hour window. Usually it's in the afternoon, but sometimes if I have a, you know, if we're recording in the afternoon, I might move it to the morning, but that's it. There's no checking and responding to emails all day long. So I think that might be a, a, a great for, point. you know, for young kids, okay, two hours a day on social media instead of 10 hours a day. Right. And that's when you can respond and post and like, and put your stuff up there. Yeah, that's good. That's a good point, Kelly. Yeah. So, uh, but there's another aspect of digital um, information that we haven't been talking about. You want to talk about that, Kelly? The news. The news is a huge digital part of information. And when I was um, studying my undergrad in journalism, um, we were taught if it bleeds, it leads. (laughs) So that is what they, the news cycle is another 
part of media and, and digitally detoxing and media fasting, if, the, if there was one thing that I would say is the most powerful way to raise yourself up, it's just turn off the news. You and I, Maria, are great at that. We'll, we'll be like, oh, there was uh, something happened. You know, something <laughs> happened in the world because, and I think it really keeps us happy and grounded and we don't need to hear it. And it's probably not even, um, you know, it doesn't shape our world. So it, it really truly doesn't. You, you can think that it does, but it's really just the news is trying to get you addicted and it's, it's going to be, you know, salacious and interesting and something that you want to click on. But that is just not. And a lot of uh, digital, you know, your phones you can set up. I only want to hear like my news feed, which I rarely check, but occasionally I will. It's like meditation, sports. Like I don't want to hear about wars and horrible things out in the world. I just, it's not, it's not in my feed and, and we can control those things. What are your thoughts on this, Maria? Well, yeah, absolutely. I think uh, it used to be before we had cell phones, which is, you know, hardly anybody remembers, but we would watch the evening news um, and, and it, and there was a value to it, reading the newspaper and watching the evening news. I'm not even just talking about it coming through your cell phones, but consuming news was considered to be something that a good citizen did. I'm telling you, that's not the case anymore. Mm-mm. Right now, the way the news is presented, that the, the constant fire hose of bad news that we get from, from the moment our eyes pop open until we fall asleep at night is it's absolutely toxic because 99% of it, of it, we can't do anything about, we can't right. help. And so, you know, but, but we're, but, but like you said, if it bleeds, it leads. That's because evolutionarily we are programmed to be aware of danger. And so we, you know, we attend to, to bad, scary things. Can't look away from a train wreck. Can't look away. You know, that's why we got rubbernecking on highways. People have a hard time because of our evolution to, to look away from something bad that's happening. So you, you really have to be conscious of this. And I actually, uh, I don't know when this is going to come out, but before the election, it's been months now, I was so sick, literally physically ill um, uh, with the political situation and the pandemic that I, I said, I'm just going to stop listening to the news. And I was talking to somebody about that. And they said, aren't you afraid you're going to miss out on a, something? Yeah. I said, look, if it's really bad, I'm going to find out about it. You know, somebody's going to tell me and, and there's no good news out there. Like you, I mean, on, on my feed, I have like, you know, <laughs> I have uplifting things. I have spiritual things. I have self-help things. So I don't, I don't get the news through my, my phone, but I was watching the news um, and, and, and talking about the news with people. And I just had to tell my whole family, look, I'm, I'm not, I'm not talking about this anymore. I'm not doing this. It was, and I have never been happier or more productive. So, um, I, think- I agree. I agree. And I think there was something, something really like Mark told me about, and I, I actually emailed you about it and you were like, I don't want to hear about this. And I thought that, <laughs> that was really great. That was really great. I think, in fact, I think you and I just had an exchange like that recently, but um, that that's great stuff. Yeah. Our brains are just not meant to process it. And, and I will say, while if things are really important to you and you don't want to miss out on them, like in my email this morning, so just before we were going to record this particular uh, show, 
I get an email from a journal. So I like like a journal email me. It's a new journal article, new research, 112 people. They did this. I tried to read it as quick as I could. But the bottom line on the abstract is that what, what you start your day with has a major effect on your mood. So if you spill your coffee on yourself in the morning, that you you're you're you downregulate again your uh, your hormones and you feel kind of badly until you you kind of can snap yourself out of it. So it's really important not to. So the bottom line for this article was try to have a morning or your first you know 10, 15 minutes of setting yourself up properly. And I you know. I, oh, that's I, so I, great. I yeah. listen to music and dance around while I make my bed. So <laughs> Yeah, I, I, and I usually read the Bible and, and pray and stuff. And that's just because we can't, we, we can't, our brains can't digest, you know, the world's horrors. And we no. certainly don't want to digest the world's horrors first thing in the morning. Don't turn on CNN. Just don't do it. <laughs> yes, yes. So uh, to wrap these three big areas that we've talked about, it's it's social media, you know, stay off of social media if you can it's the screens and it's news. So let's break down, like, let's alternate these. And these are the 10 hacks that we're going to ask that maybe you think about and do a media fast with us over the next 30 days. And I'm going to start the first one, which is just, let's do the, let's do the fast, which um, is your, your cell phone and uh, the digital things that we've been talking about. Yeah. And, and, you know, it just like food fasting, you can do this in a sustained way or you can do intermittent. And I think for yeah. some people it's helpful just to have five hours a day or two hours. I love that, Maria. Yeah. I love it. It doesn't have to be 30 days. Of, yeah. Right. 30 days of no food would not be good. So, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So it, I love that. An intermittent. Yeah. Yeah. Section. So what's uh, the second one? The second thing is there's lots of apps out there, if, you know, that can really help you control your, uh, how many times you check your cell phone a day. I think some people are shocked when they learn um, how many times they're actually looking, you know, not, not talking, talking on their phone, but looking at their phone for you know through social media and there's an app called checky that i'm sure there's several others but you know if if you want to really work on this is you know using apps a great um a great way to do that yeah and i i don't know if it's true or not but i did hear that the average person checks their cell phone 150 times a day yeah and it doesn't surprise I, I'm like, me I'm like, wow, that's a lot. Okay. Number three would be just set realistic limit limits, you know, and that's where I said maybe two hours a day, maybe five hours a day, but just re having realistic limits. Yeah. Yeah. And then, um, the thing that I love, you know, that I think has been really helpful to me is like do real stuff <laughs> before you check your phone and your Instagram and your, you know, if, do re like work, exercise, have fun, do stuff with the people in your life that are here right now, or just go out and do real stuff before you use your phone, you know, before, you know, even though it's, that's basically at the end of your arm, you don't have to be. I, and I noticed, interestingly, I, I started doing this too, but I quit. Used to be, you'd take a walk and you listen to the birds. <laughs> Now you take a walk and you put your, you know, your, your headphones on and you listen to podcasts or you listen and there's, that's not wrong. I'm going to say saying that's wrong, but there's, there is an opportunity to just be in the moment and experience your environment around you and not just get through it, entertaining yourself with what your cell phone is pi piping into your brain. Absolutely. And I love the real stuff thing. And Mark and I are always at odds when I, I still believe that when you are going on a trip that you need directions for. I don't like to trust GPS because if the internet signal or the satellite goes down, then I'm in the middle of a small town in Georgia and I, I don't know which way to go. So whenever I'm going on a trip, I literally try to write 
down, you know, 95, That's exit so funny. 103, exit 105. <laughs> I do that all the time. And and it, I feel like it helps my brain. Also, when we're just, Mark and I are just going, say, from here to the Orlando airport. You know where it is. I know where it is. <laughs> I no, But I know how to drive that route. And Mark, Mark will use the GPS. He literally. That's hilarious. <laughs> I know. So. I feel like the brain needs to. Oh, you know, you're so right. I just I have a funny story to tell about that. So I had just been driving from Florida to New England and my phone was, I had dropped my phone and it broke. And this, so this is a perfect opportunity for digital detox, right? But I was still using the GPS. It's a long drive and the, lots of times the Google Maps will tell you when there's traffic and you can get off the interstate or whatever. But because my phone was slowly dying, <laughs> it, it, it randomly switched to like an Australian accent, you know, you know, oh, they tell you. <laughs> and, then, and then she immediately had me get off the interstate and I'm, and I'm like, like driving through these little towns. I'm like, what is going on? So I finally pulled over and looked and, and my estimated time of arrival was like seven hours longer than I expected. I was <laughs> like, what is going on? So I did look through the, the settings and I realized that it told it to avoid or somehow it had figured it needed to avoid highways and anyway the point is you're right use your brain use your brain that's a good one that's a really good no, one and, and yeah look at maps remember maps maps are so fun right i love use your brain that's a really good one okay and then this is a super simple one turn off those notifications especially the audible ones i mean just there's nothing worse than when you're just head down on a project and ping Ooh, right. wonder who that is. Got to right. better check it out. So yeah, it's almost impossible not to. I, I, I that's something I've had to really work on with myself and Jim. You know, it's like because his phone would go off, and I'd be like, oh, that's just you know, you know, get really, really annoyed. So, and his um, is really loud. Yeah, it's loud. Which he, you know, I want the I want the notifications on when I'm not with him because when I text him, I want him to know. But so it's um, you got it. What's good for the goose is good for the gander, I guess. Um, and then, you know, you remember that that silent and do not disturb. That stuff's great, especially before meals when you're with other people. Do not disturb is a, is a handy little uh, thing and use it frequently. Yeah. And um, and a couple of these to wrap together are keep the phone out of your bedroom and don't check it a couple hours before bed. This goes back to the Huberman data that right. just we just don't need to look at it. And and even keeping out of out of the bedroom is even a great thing. Yeah. And then I'll wrap the last two together, which is. If you are addicted to cell phone or even just, you know, it's just like alcohol, you can have a little and then that can slowly turn into something more of a problem. Maybe you're not a full on addict. When you try to detox, you are going to experience symptoms of withdrawal that are real. You're going to have anxiety. You're going to have, you're going to worry. You're going to have FOMO. And so that's a real thing. Be prepared for that. Tell people around you look, I'm trying to do this. I feel like I've, you know, my phone is, or, you know, has been causing me a social media or news cycle has been causing me anxiety and depression. I want to make a change. So please call me, don't text me or, or message me on Facebook or whatever. And also I might be a little jittery right now. So, you know, bring your community, your real life community um, and, and even your social media community. You can, and I've seen this on, on social media, people saying, look, I'm, I'm going to go silent for a few months because I really need a break. And that's yeah. great, you know, and yes. people support that. I love it. So let's start our, our digital detox. It can be uh, intermittent, intermittent or full on 
media fast, but I, I think you and I are really good at this and we yeah. invite anyone to join us and maybe yes. uh, let us know how it's doing. You can email us at hello at championsmojo.com. And we're so, uh, so grateful that you, you've listened with us today. So yeah, a, thanks a Maria. Great, great subject matter. Thanks Kelly. Love, Love you. you. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. This week's quote of the week comes from Harper Reed. The opportunity to step away from everything and take a break is something that shouldn't be squandered. You've been listening to the Champions Mojo podcast with host Kelly Palace and Maria Parker. Champions Mojo is produced by Cobra Media, and a new episode debuts every Tuesday. Subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts and leave us a five-star review. Follow Champions Mojo on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Champions Mojo.